Welcome to See You on the Other Side, where we dive into conversations about psychedelics and healing. I'm your host, Christine. And I'm Leah. We invite you to listen with an open mind and heart and a little bit of curiosity while we break your brains along with some stigmas and make you laugh along the way. So let's get into it. Welcome back to see you on the other side. We are so, so, so excited for uh, what we have for you guys today. We had an amazing, 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 amazing interview with um, Katie Walker. She is the CEO of Revitalist, which has a location in Louisville, but she has nine locations total. She is a total boss um she's a boss ass bitch she is a she is a boss ass bitch she's a bab um bab yeah i call them babs oh my god i think that's a thing and i totally forgot about that (laughs) like she is a oh she's a badass yeah no we were very inspired by her um with the information that she shared and obviously the knowledge that she is going to give in this episode but also she was just an awesome person with an amazing vibe. And Leah and I are so energized right now just talking like to her. Like my cheeks still hurt because yes. we were like the whole episode, we were just like yeah. <gasps> smiling yes. and just wowing. And-, and we enjoyed her so much. We will definitely try to have her on. I kind of want to hang out with her. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Like, do you want to be friends? Yeah. What are you doing later? <laughs> what, are you do- what are you doing this weekend? Um, so what's interesting is like, I don't know much about ketamine. And I don't either. But we talked to Kyler uh, in an episode. Uh, oh my God, was it last month? And he talked about ketamine and doing it recreationally and all these things called like K-holes and stuff. And I'm like, what the fuck? I've never done it. Never had a desire to, but I hear about the healing benefits and how I'm much more open now than I ever was like years and years ago Same. to like, if you're going to tell me it does this and this, I want to, I want to experience that. I want to go down my rabbit holes. I want to research this. Yeah. So I went down that rabbit hole because that's what I do. Academy rabbit hole. Alice, she's always going to go down the rabbit hole. I'm always going to go down the rabbit hole for you guys. <laughs> when you guys are scared to go down the holes, I'll go down them for you and share the information. Um, but I sent you a couple of podcasts about it and we were listening to them. And I was like, holy shit. Um, what's interesting is Lamar Odom did ketamine therapy. Oh, remember that? Well, I didn't realize it was ketamine that he did. He did ketamine first and then he did Ibogaine, okay. but he did like a treatment of ketamine infusions, um, for, for first, like it was like, this was his, uh, dose. He was yeah. going to do ketamine and then Ibogaine for his addiction. Um, so I went down this rabbit hole. There is a documentary coming out about him calling called Lamar reborn. Mm-hmm. Is that what it's called? Or like yeah. Lamar Odom reborn. Um, and it goes into his addictions because, uh, if you follow him or the Kardashians, he went through a very public, uh, overdose. 
Well, and then his mom died when he was very, very young. Mm-hmm. His dad was an addict. Mm-hmm. He had he a ex- child die and a grandmother die the same day. Yeah. He experienced a lot of trauma yeah. very early on and then throughout his life. So he had complex trauma because isn't complex trauma when it like repetitive yeah like yeah. a lot of things happened like cptsd like yes. complex post-traumatic stress disorder yep. but um he has had six strokes or no, no no six heart attacks 12 strokes was in a coma like all of these things and he was like oh but i'll never do psychedelics because my mom said not to or something crazy the way he said it and I was, but then he did them well, and you're like, you won't do psychedelics, but, but you doing like had an overdose yeah. with strippers. Like, what is the stigma? Why yeah. is that the line you won't cross? Yeah. Especially when people are telling you it could help you. I think just societal. You're right. It's like this conditioning and, and mm-hmm. these agreements that we're like, oh, okay, I'll take your word for it without right. really going down our rabbit holes. That's why I'm the rabbit hole goer. Mm-hmm. So from what I pulled up in my rabbit hole and what I was hearing and reading and listening to, um, it's not a psychedelic. It is a dissociative anesthetic. It is used in hospitals for anesthesia. Um, it used to be used in veterinary clinics back in the 70s and 80s. It was um, used during war too, right? I think yeah. so. I'm almost positive. It was, okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll go down a rabbit hole later. <laughs> um, but And people who tried to commit suicide. Okay. And that's what they were finding. They were using these substances. You're right. She said that. Um, and they were like fixing them. Mm-hmm. So it's like, wait a minute, what is this doing to people? It's almost like how LSD was ingested on accident. And he had like such a great experience that he was like, what right. just happened? Because they would give people who tried to commit suicide ketamine to try to calm down. And then they saw like, okay, like a time after they're still not struggling with depression wow. or whatever it was. And okay. so they're like, okay, what is it about this that... Why is this? This is this? having a this is having a long term effect. Like we these used side to, effects are good, right? Yeah, <laughs> these are like right. good side effects. Yeah. Um. So I guess with with psychedelics in our use of the words like uh, mushrooms and LSD and things like ayahuasca, there's an integration process that's required afterwards because it's not going to fix you. It's not a quick fix. It's going to go in and it's going to show you what needs to be worked on, but it is up to you as the individual taking these substances to integrate that experience into your daily life. And that sometimes doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes we're not capable of doing that. But from what I understood, ketamine goes in and it just does the work for you. Yeah. And then you are kind of able to look at certain things that had happened or, and you're able to see it from and a more objective point of view, yeah, which is pretty crazy. It's pretty incredible because some of the stuff you know that has happened to all of us can be very, very painful to go back to that time and remember it and talk about it. Well, so. and you know what's interesting? You're saying that, and a lot of the people that I've talked to about my experiences who are, you know, depressed and struggle with anxiety are afraid to do them. And one of the number one things, and mm-hmm. I feel like you said this too, like you're afraid of experiencing something traumatic again. Yeah. I was, even if it's not real, you don't want to feel that again. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like what 
Henry shared on previous podcasts with when it's, if all of those things happen, those bad things happened at one time, I mean, it would kill you just because it's, it's so traumatic. Mm -hmm. And so the fear is doing all of this stuff is that those things are going to happen. And you barely, you felt like you barely lived through it back then. You don't want to go through it again. Right. So how are you going to go through that again? And not only like be able to get through it, but come out thriving. Right. People can't comprehend that. No. Which is so you'll, you guys will hear Katie talk about this in this episode, how that's not what it is. That's not what happens with this. And I don't even think that that's what happens with psychedelics, but you know, there are bad trips. And I do think that people associate those things, those traumatic events with what if it shows up in a trip and then I have a bad trip, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's interesting. Yep. Yep. So how many acronyms does she have under her name? (laughs) A lot. A lot. She um, is an MSN, APRN, CRNA, and SPMHNP. I don't even know. And now she's a CEO. (laughs) And now (laughs) she is adding to that CEO. But um, she opened Revitalist in 2018 and now has a location in Louisville, but she has nine locations total. Um, So yes, they do offer ketamine, but also they offer TMS, uh, vitamin infusions, acupuncture, massage, counseling, mental wellness, coaching, teletherapy, athletic mental health advocacy. I mean, it's pretty remarkable. And this is something that is legal. And, you know, we've talked about before, this is a podcast of hope that we live in a very... We live in a time right now where there is a lot of vitriol. There's a lot of vitriol in the news, on social media, at each other. And all of that is coming from an unhealed place. We've talked about psychedelics. Obviously, that's what the premise of our podcast is. But um, but people are a lot of people are hesitant about going down that road because of the legalities of it. Mm-hmm. We are now giving you a lifeline where there is a legal option that can help and fix a lot of mental health struggles. And um, we're just so excited for you guys to hear this. And oftentimes we are what gets, we get in our own way. Yeah. We get in our own way and it's easy to project and point fingers, but oftentimes it's a lot harder to, kind of take a more introspective look at ourselves and what we can do and the shift that we can make and how we can be better and how we can make our life better. And hopefully you guys listening to this episode, this will give you again, throwing another lifeline of hope your way. So I hope so. I hope they get some business from us. (laughs) Oh, they will. Whether it's going to be me and you. (laughs) right? We actually have appointments next week. (laughs) No, that's what's interesting about it is because I've looked at the criteria and I'm like, oh shit, I don't fit that anymore. Like, you know, but two years ago or even last summer, I would have, there's like a a thing on her website where you can like fill it out to see if you are uh, a candidate for these treatments. And I would have been hundred percent. And I think a lot of us, would be right now. 
So I can't wait for you guys to hear this. Yeah. So buckle up. Buckle up, Buttercup. Ooh. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fastening Hold that seatbelt. on to your hat. Because Katie's about to rock your world. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. Check it out. Well, hey there, shroomies. We are so excited to have our first official sponsorship with Colors Gummies, a game changer in the world of mushroom-infused treats. So let's dive into what makes Colors Gummies so unique and why we love them so much. For sure. Unlike other brands who use ground-up shrooms, Colors uses nano-mushroom extract from organically grown mushrooms. Their exclusive extraction process ensures purity and potency, making them five times more robust than raw mushrooms alone. Plus, their gummies carry a full-spectrum blend of tryptamines for that one-of-a-kind experience. That is amazing. So what about dosing precision? Yeah, so Colors addresses this issue with their proprietary nano-extract. It's water-soluble, ensuring a one-to-one dissolution ratio in water. No more unpredictable experiences, just a consistent and reliable dose every time. Ah, I love that. Okay, now let's talk comfort because sometimes I get shroom tummy, but not with colors gummies. Oh my God, same. And there's a reason for that. I always thought it was just completely unavoidable when taking shrooms. But with colors, their extraction process isolates active compounds, leaving behind the indigestible compounds. They're gentle on the stomach, so no shroom tummy with colors. Convenience is crucial too. Colors gummies are heat resistant and perfect for on the go. There is nothing worse than finding your melted mushroom chocolates in the bottom of your bag. Holy shit, right? <laughs> like good luck dosing that out. Colors gummies remain solid, heat resistant up to 180 degrees, but who the fuck is going in 180 yeah, degrees? <laughs> and if you are, you're not dosing mushrooms. <laughs> They're convenient for any adventure, so no mess, even distribution, reliable dosing, and a shareable experience. Okay, so now let's talk purity. Colors is committed to all natural and no synthetics. Yeah, so many brands use synthetic lab-derived compounds, but not Colors. They're committed to clean products free of inorganic lab-derived compounds, and all of their products undergo third-party lab testing for potency and purity. So there is a whole range of products from Colors, including microdoses, perfect for those starting their journey or seeking a lighter dose, the double strength pouch for a more robust experience, and my new personal favorite, the Amanita Muscaria gummies for relaxation and stress relief. Ah, I love them too. They are also vegan, gluten-free, and made with real fruit juices and purees. Colors gummies are artisan-made and hand-poured for a truly exceptional experience. Ready to embark on a journey or microdose with Colors? Visit the Colors Gummies link in our bio and use our code OTHERSIDE15 for 15% off your purchase. And most importantly, be safe and dose responsibly. Hell yeah. I'm honestly shocked that we got this interview, but I'm very, very, very excited. So, Oh, you guys are sweet. No, I appreciate it. Yeah, no, I'm here to help. Okay. So can you um, let our listeners know who you are and what you do and a little bit about um, why you're in the field that you're in today? Sure. Absolutely. So, um, so yeah, so my name's uh, Katie Walker. I'm the CEO of Revitalist Lifestyle and Wellness. Uh, my background is I was a, a nurse. I've actually worked in the hospital for 
So I, I started in the hospital when I was 16. So I'm 38 now. So I grew up really more so in the hospital um, setting, uh, became a nurse when I was 21, worked in ICU for about eight years um, at a level one trauma, which is one of your highest, like, you know, you can't, you can't get any worse of the worst kind of patients um, there. So went back to anesthesia school, got my advanced degree in anesthesia, and then I created Revitalist, which is the company I'm the CEO now of. Uh, created that back in 2018. And um, with that company, the reason I created it was primarily to give ketamine infusions, um, focusing you know, on mental health, wellness, pain, all those different pieces of. People ask me, how did I really get into that? Honestly, I don't know. Um, <laughs> ketamine is a, is a, it's an anesthetic drug. Um, so I was good with using ketamine. Um, I've always connected, I think, a little bit with people. And um, you see in the data on that, I was really impressed. Um, so at the time, I had a daughter who was, oh, Gab was probably five. She's 12 now. Um, but I opened the clinic to try to get a better work-life balance um, because I was in going to five hospitals and doing call and neuro and hearts and different pieces and OB. And uh, so I opened the clinic thinking it would be kind of where I could just do it part-time and I could really do the mom thing, you know. And um, yeah, now I'm the CEO of a company that has nine locations and it's on three securities exchanges. So um, I read that one wrong. Um, <laughs> Oops. Sorry. But I, um, but I do think there's a really cool need. There's a cool niche. I think there's something special. I'm learning um, that my uniqueness may not be a bad thing, um, yes. but I'm learning that growing up in the hospital setting, um, really starting as a nursing assistant and then really working my way up. Um, and understanding, you know, the connectivity from the nursing aspect. And really, we've that doesn't exist as much as we want it to out in the world. So there's awesome women like you that are, you know, helping to advocate, get the word out, you know, different pieces like that. And it's it's necessary because um, we live in a big old world of um, uh, people that are reactive, um, that like to hide behind screens per se, and like to tell you how bad of a job you're doing. There's not a lot of people that will actually jump out into the fire and help advocate for others. So, um, you know, that's what I really want to do. I really want to push this company as aggressively as possible to make as much change as possible because I, I, I don't know, it's it's miraculous, right? These psychedelics that we see, um, the youngest kid that we've actually treated was 12. The oldest person that we've had is 90. Um, so, you know, we've seen night and day differences, um, with these, with the, you know, everything that we're doing. So it's super exciting. That's wow. so awesome. So, um, what would you be doing to treat a younger child versus somebody who's older? I'm, I'm curious because my son is on the spectrum and uh, it's hard to say this out loud, but we've like, maybe we should microdose him. Like maybe that would help him, you know, want to connect more to people. And I know that's so taboo, but like, is this something that could help with that? Or what would that necessarily help with a younger child versus older? You know, I've had people call me about kids like babies almost. And I did used to do pediatric anesthesia. So I do understand babies um, pretty well, less well now that I've been doing ketamine. Um, but uh, um, kids, so I think autism is going to be its own piece, right? Um, we do, we actually do have a white paper that we've um, produced that with a 29 year old autistic uh, male child who um, had didn't have a job, um, had never had a car, different pieces like that. He actually went out, got his driver's license. He started connecting better. Wow. Um, there is some data out there. Um, oh, where was it? Lancaster um, University in, in Europe. If you look at the data there, they, they did look at ketamine. They did look at autism. And basically what they were looking at was there was a genetic deficiency 
And what, you know, when ketamine stimulates the neuroplasticity, it was showing that it overcompensates for those genetic deficiencies, which allows the child to compensate better. So we have had um, uh, kids in their 20s with autism specifically um, who have sat with with therapists and such. So we, we set people with therapists um, just because it's a beautiful time to really learn about yourself. Um, but what they really noticed is that emotional connection that you've probably noticed that they just don't have. Yeah. Right? they're actually able to emotionally connect during. Um, and what it wow. does is it, it almost like it subconsciously teaches it and then it's able to duplicate it when it's not in a medicated state per se. So um, I do I do think there's going to be huge pieces with autism. Um, the child, the, the young ones that we have, um, right now, more we'll have people who call like their three-year-olds or four-year-olds for bad tempers. And no, we don't, we're not doing that yet. Right. We're still based structure. You just got to live through that. <laughs> right, exactly. um, <laughs> you do, pay your dues. I have a three-year-old right now. The adolescent, you know, psychiatrists and stuff. I mean, they start medicating these babies when they're young, you know, so it's unfortunate, but, um, uh, but the, Kids that we have that come in, um, those will be the ones that have like coexisting homicidality and suicidality. Um, they've tried to hang themselves for some reason. Pediatrics want to hang themselves. Um, one thing that I've noticed with kids, especially, it, they usually don't want to die. They want to tell their brain to stop. So uh. there's something in your brain called the salience network. Um, and it is... Um, it's a strengthening network is what they're starting to see. And, you know, people who ruminate, it's a weakness of the brain. So if you can't drop it, it's like, just drop it. Some people really cannot. Right. And from the kids that I've talked to when they come in after they've overdosed or whatever else, they're usually trying just to make their mind slow down and they don't have those structures that are built to where they can stop things. So, you know, any child who I think is ruminating, um, I think rumination, I think anxiety, um, all of those are big pieces as to why we're losing our children, you know, to, to suicides and stuff. So I think um, the more that we can learn, the more we can teach them emotional intelligence and coping mechanisms, then the more they're going to thrive and they don't feel like they've got to get out of this life and that's going to solve the solution. So um, I'm, I am a big advocate for the adolescent division for sure. But I think there's um, there's a lot that goes there. And unfortunately, when they start studying these things, we always in traditional medicine, we go to the worst of the worst. And then we go to adults and then we go to young adults and then we go to pediatrics and then we go to moms and we go to pregnant moms, you know, so there's this like whole chain of command um, to where the way I'm shifting the company or the way the company's growing um, is that we're growing really to look at more risk mitigation because right now we're focusing on like, you know, oh, treatment resistant and all these other things. And I'm like, guys, like we're treating one treatment resistant. We're losing a hundred people along the way as they're trying to become treatment resistant. So we really look at the risk mitigation pieces to try to get people the help they need sooner than later. Yeah. Well, and with COVID and everything, so many teenagers are struggling with mental Mm -hmm. health and I see it, you know, with my teen stepdaughters and how they've struggled throughout this whole thing. And I feel like we don't really take them into consideration that they're also going through it too. So, Mm -hmm. so my question for you is to explain to the listeners, what is ketamine? How does it work? How, like, how is it that it is able to help people in such a significant way? Great question. (laughs) Uh, 
So, so, okay. So ketamine is a drug. So it's been around since 1970, believe it or not. It was FDA approved in 1970 as a disassociative anesthetic. That's what it's called. Um, it was in the late 1990s that Yale did, they made an accidental discovery that ketamine breaks the cycle of mental illness, right? So we didn't really understand it. A lot of people still don't understand mental illness, but basically what the brain does, the brain doesn't understand right from wrong, good from bad. It duplicates what it knows. So if you put the three of us in a room and there's a situation that comes up, each of us are going to act differently based on the experiences that we had in the past that saved us, you know, so we're going to duplicate those efforts. Um, everyone believes in muscle memory, right? I mean, everyone across the whole world believes in muscle memory. And the really exciting thing is your muscles don't have memory. Your brain has the memory that controls the muscles. So that's your physical memory, but then there's also behavioral memory. Right. So behaviorally speaking, when you're going through these pieces and you're like, you have a trigger, it's because your brain was like, hey, something happened in the past. Now it's coming up again. And it's a similar pattern. So your brain likes patterns. But if it starts going down the wrong road, we don't know that. We, we I mean, like subconsciously, we know that, but consciously, we don't know that. Right. So what ketamine does, it's fascinating. I've been around probably 10,000 infusions or so. Um, but what ketamine does is, it puts the brain in a neutral space. So I've talked to a lot of really smart people um, doing all this stuff. And, and one, one person told me that every experience that we have is neutral, but we take what our past experiences and we place it on the current experience. That's what makes our experience different or, you know, it, it, whatever else, that's what makes the experience. So ketamine disassociates, right? It's a disassociative anesthetic. What does that mean? Disassociation. So like right now, all of us, we have an objective and a subjective piece, right? An objective is what you view. A subjective is what you feel. So at the same time right now, we're having, we're sitting here, we're having an emotion that's interplaced with the environment that we're in. And those two go together and we can't, we can't see it. Our brain's way too smart. We can't see those things. What ketamine does is it disassociates those two. So it, it separates the subjective from the objective. And what it does is it allows subjective memory to come up and when that subjective memory comes up, we're objectively able to analyze it. Wow. So what people do, and, and your brain knows, right? Your brain knows like what you're supposed to, um, it understands conflict. The brain does. It doesn't really know what to do with it, but it understand it, it holds on to it, right? Yeah. So when those pieces come up, like if you're sitting there with somebody, they start feeling neutral with ketamine. They'll kind of look to the side. I'm like, what are you thinking about? And they're like, this is the craziest thing. But when I was 12 years old, there was this fish and it was this orange fish. And, you know, and, and they start like down this trail of something that you'd be like, whatever, you know, kind of weird kind right. of stuff. Yeah. But, it, but it was a situation that the brain didn't understand. So I, the brain likes check boxes and it likes task lists and it likes chronic, you know, streamlined pieces. So like, say, you know, whatever the goldfish story was. It was something that the brain didn't really understand at that time and it held on to it and it can be the stupidest little thing, but your brain held on to that piece because it didn't understand it. And then when you get to another situation in the future, it will come back and then the brain's like, oh, okay. And it starts making its paths that way. So what happens with ketamine is when it disassociates and say an emotion comes up, say I got, so let's say I got raped, say my, say I, it comes up and I'm like, oh, I remember when I got raped. I'm not going to feel that internally. I'm going to be able to speak about it like, oh gosh, I felt so sorry for her. Oh, so we're wow. able to treat, you know, 
first responders, complex traumas, veterans, all these people are able to treat all this stuff because they're not having to feel it. It's coming up. They're able to analyze their brain. But I'll tell people, I'm like, I mean, it's fascinating. Like you're sitting there in first person, you see it in third person, and then you're able to, you know, introspectively analyze it. And then literally it goes away. People will be like, what was I talking about? The brain, <sighs> it just processed it. Yeah. I mean, and, That's and people, amazing. they're like, are you, are you a wizard? <laughs> You kind of are. I'm following a pattern. I'm like, I'm a, I'm a, yeah, I'm a professional drug wizard. Huh? Yes. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's really fascinating to watch. Wow. That's interesting. And it, it kind of reminds me a little bit of EMDR, but like with EMDR, sometimes you do have to experience those things or talk about them and you're still uh, feeling. Yeah. It's still painful. It's still painful. So I know a lot of people are resistant to EMDR because they don't want to go through that again. So this is interesting because it creates like a, a safe, neutral space. Straight up. Yeah. It creates that. You don't have to lead it. That's what I'll tell people. I'm like, you're just there assisting. Ketamine puts your brain where you need to go. Just participate with it. You know, I'll say, just let Oz come out, look at Oz, analyze Oz and be like, all right, brain, what are you doing? Why are we going down this path? Let's talk about this. But it's almost like, you know, when they say, um, you're not a depressed person, you're a person living with depression. I'm like, that's how ketamine makes you feel. Like you get to see here you are and you've got all these emotions around you and you're able to talk about them. And once you process them, they go into your long-term memory and then you're not able, you don't have to feel it. So that's telling somebody in a group last night, when emotions lead you, you've not processed it effectively. <sighs> we should be able to walk objectively into a room and bring up an emotion. Um, and then that way, you know, you've got a good balance. So people who are either too emotional or too numb, they're, they're, they're too much on, you know, the spectrums or different sides. Yeah. Wow. So what can it treat? Like, I, I know I've, I've read into it for depression and anxiety. What else is there that this can help with I think, um, I think PTSD, uh, you know, that's just a PTSD. So let's talk about PTSD a little bit. Um, it helps with that for sure. Okay. Um, there's a lot of people who want to call it PTS. So it's not a disorder. It's just post-traumatic stress. Um, it's people who, I, I mean, I really, the people who ruminate, who just can't let a the thought go. And those who stop sleeping, who have a lot of insomnia, those are two telltale signs. I think, um, that someone's struggling, you know, with mental health. Wow. Um, but I think, you know, all the mood stuff, um, a lot of the um, pain pieces, so fibromyalgia, neuropathic pain, just really weird pain syndromes. Again, this is something that our kids are going through. Females around the ages of 13 and 14, they're getting weird pain syndromes in their wrists and their ankles. Um, you know, so those are all neuropathic, which means they come from the brain. You know, I think those those pieces, I think um, the, your neurodegenerative aspects, um, Parkinson's and Alzheimer's and, and all those different pieces, too. I think all those are going to be um, or they they all are affected by it. Um, ketamine does help with all those. It's going to be the situation to figure out what's the best dose. How often do they need to come in? Um, we've had people with dementia uh, that have done very, very well. And um, unfortunately, with dementia, they they like get healed. And then they don't come back. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, like you, you've got to work towards this, right? So it's different because it's not a daily medication. And that's another taboo that we're going against. I'm like, come back when you need to. 
we have no idea when we need to because we've been such a medicated society on take a pill once a day. I don't care how you feel, just take it. You know, yeah. so therefore we just go through life and we don't build any skills. We have no emotional intelligence, no self-introspection. Um, and we don't really understand. And we just kind of learn to live in hell, right? I mean, that's that's what these people do. And I'm like, you don't have to get back in hell in order to thrive. Um, so it's, um, it's yeah, it's you want to ca- talk about uh, disrupting the system. That's what we're doing. I, I feel like I, I've never experienced ketamine, not even on like a recreational level. Um, but it's interesting because I do feel like with psychedelics, I have learned to create a, almost like a heaven peaceful state in my mind while the world is like chaotic around me. I'm like, I'm good guys. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and that's what they're looking at with ketamine, you know, that is kind of like the godfather per se of the psychedelics. So there are similar mechanisms of action with ketamine as there are with, you know, MDMA, LSD, psilocybin, different pieces like that. So if you go back, if you really want to go back to ketamine's um, godfather or their, its familial cycle, um, ketamine is one fiftieth the dose of angel dust. Wow. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. The yeah. things that we are learning on this podcast today. <laughs> well, and that's what I was, I was going to ask too, like where you thought, you know, with this new wave of psychedelics for healing, like if this has a place in it, but I feel like it very much does. Oh, even absolutely. Technically it's not a psychedelic. I think people are more open to it. It's legal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there are treatment centers now we know. <laughs> Yeah, right, right. So ketamine, I mean, for one thing I can tell for sure, ketamine with PTSD and, and suicidality does wonderful. Um, anxiety does really well, depression, um, pain, you know, all these different pieces, autism, you know, we're seeing all kinds of different things. Um, traumatic brain injuries, it's a it's a natural anti-inflammatory, so it's causing the brain to, you know, um, be able to heal a little bit quicker. Um, you know, so all these pieces, it's going to have its own category. You know, psilocybin is more so like they're looking at it for more so depression, MDMA, they're looking at it for more so PTSD. They're not really looking at any psychedelics right now for the suicidality piece. Mm. What I would like to eventually see is that we actually go get help and we're like 20% needing help instead of like right now, I feel like people are, you know, not only are they at the last bit of their limb, but like, it, you know, they're 200%. Like I'm, they're so strong. They're still alive because everything we've thrown at them for the past 30 years has not been effective. So yeah, I think there's a lot of people wearing some purple hearts right now in mental health because their system is sucked so badly. Yeah. Well, and a lot of people come to us with help on how they can feel better, but some people aren't, you know, they don't want to go the mushroom route because it's not legal. So the fact that we're having this interview is just amazing because they're is a facility here in Louisville. Um, is there anybody who would have a medical condition that wouldn't be a good candidate for ketamine? You know, there's, um, there's a lot, right. There's just a lot coming out. So, um, you know, one of those that we actually look at specific, so we have our own research department to where we, we really, it's called translational medicine because we just want to help and we try to really find as much evidence-based data in order to try to treat as many people as possible. Um, one that we've heard a lot of lately is people with like schizophrenia, um, wondering if ketamine can help. And it used to be a contraindication, but now there's actually some studies starting to come out saying that it's actually breaking the cycle of that. So, um, wow. you know, another way that I look at the brain is like, um, abstract and concrete. 
right? I think we need to be in the middle. Um, and I think, you know, that your concrete is going to be your, um, your control, your paranoid, your PTSD, your fear, catastrophic thinking. And I think your abstract is you're going to be your schizophrenics. Um, so I feel like they, you know, they're, they're almost in the latter stages in the end stages of mental, mental health illness or whatever else you want to call it. But I have seen that ketamine unstacks a lot of that stuff to get, gets them on their base. So, um, there's not a lot, um, contraindications out there. Uh, they used to say liver, um, if you had liver, high liver function tests or, you know, their liver enzymes, but there's a beautiful study that just came out from Awaken Life Sciences. I don't know if you know that company, no. but, um, they, they just published in the um, Journal of Psychiatry um, to where they're helping people to not relapse after severe alcoholism. And um, those people's liver enzymes actually came back down um, to where they were started. So their, their liver actually got healthier. So wow. it's such a small dose. Like we've been able to give it to people who've had open heart surgeries, who've had, you know, different kinds of morbidities that, you know, that they've been through and, and they've done really well. That's okay. awesome. That's a yeah. So can you describe the process through your facilities? Like, for sure. so, um, so what, what we like to do, like we offer consultations for like anybody, right? So, cause a lot of people, they're like, well, I don't know, am I a candidate? I might be, you know, cause we're not even able to gauge our own mental health. We don't understand much about it. So people can call, we offer consults, um, across virtually we offer them across the United States. So, um, during those consultations, uh, one of our providers will sit with somebody and, and for like 60 minutes, because you need to not only go over your past, like this is so different. Like we really want people to feel informed about what they're getting to experience because it's not a daily medicine. So um, with people who have mental health conditions, they will experience six, um, six infusions over the course of two to three weeks. So it depends what you're really going for. If it's, um, you know, a lot of complex trauma, that's people who have like dissociative identity disorders, um, borderline personalities, things like that. They need more long-term. So like two a week times three weeks, um, is better for them. People with like chronic depression and, um, those pieces, they do six and four infusions over the course of two weeks. So they do three infusions a week times two weeks, but it's six infusions. That's your induction cycle. And then you come back when you need to come back, which is a big piece. So, um, our therapists, actually one of our therapists in Louisville, uh, Dr. Robin from tap, he's a, um, psychologist, but he sits with people during, and then he can help with like integration sessions and such. So we really try to encourage people to continue their journey because you just get such different angles. Like you, you can even think of the angles that you may be able to get, but it, I'll tell people it's like, it's like a basketball, you know, you see a basketball one way and then you get a ketamine infusion and the basketball is still the same, but you see the lines on it completely different to where it just changes your whole view. So the more you can work with your therapist to really understand that shift in identity, I think the more that people can really grow into themselves. So, um, we monitor scales. We like to do scales cause we are data driven, um, which, you know, it's, um, we actually, we created a scale that's very healthy, um, much healthier than some of the other scales because some of the other scales I think are very triggering. But um, but we get people to do scales prior to their infusions just so they can help keep up with. And then we work with a company called Outcome MD, and um, they'll actually send you and they'll show you like, hey, you've made 58% progress, you know, and they're very, very wow. good to really show you the progress that you're making. So you have something, um, you know, to really compare it to because I've noticed when people come to us, uh, you know, how, how are you doing bad? You know, like, like it's so bland. Um, so then ketamine makes everything so specific to where if you can measure those objective points, then you can start seeing how you are growing. Um, so yeah, so we do six over two to three weeks. Um, 
insurance does sometimes help with some of the services. I was just going to ask that with insurance. So we're, we're working. So it helps with like the consults. It helps with the therapy piece. We're working on the infusion piece. They all want all these studies, um, you know, that's honestly, I think kind of unethical, but, um, but we're working on that. We're working on the data. Fortunately, I've kept the data from 2018. So we have some really good data and that's what they like to see. Insurance companies like to see how it's going to save them money and it will save them immense amounts of money. Right. It's so effective. Right. You know, so, um, so, uh, yeah, so we do, if we work with them, we have a nonprofit that we work with as well that I help create called Community Change Foundation. And it goes across the nation and it helps, um, you know, veterans, first responders and financially disadvantaged. So, you know, so people even struggle, you know, trying to pay. That's an, that's another piece that we have. And then we also have, um, actually, I've got my unit shirt on. We've got the unit um, apparel that um, the funds for that, that we raise, go towards veterans and first responders to help them get coverage. And that. then we also have um, um, some financial companies that we work with as well. So we, we're trying as much as we can to get, to give people the necessary access to it for sure. Just takes a second. Absolutely. That's amazing. And when we were just searching and we found you and that you were in Louisville, we're like, yes, we have to interview them. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> Um, what is one of the like best, I I don't want to say success stories because I feel like they're all kind of success stories in their own way, but like people are so result driven. They want results. They want to see worst case turn into best case scenario. Could you, uh, share an experience or something that you saw happen that would maybe really intrigue someone? Oh yeah. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, it's a thing about it. You can see these all the time, right? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. so one of the 12 year olds we had, she was out of school. Um, she was in, you know, couldn't go to school, couldn't function, different pieces like that. She got back into school. Um, you know, that's a big piece, I think, for any parent there. Um, we had a kid who was uh, 17 when he came to us, had a couple of concussions from wrestling, um, was pretty much psychotic um, after that and um, was taking a whole bunch of different drugs, suicidal thoughts, depression, anxiety and such, um, treated him. And now he's in his third year of college. Um, we've had people who, um, I've had police officers that we've treated who just, they couldn't work, they couldn't get out of bed. Um, and now they're actually, you know, back at work completely functioning. Um, you know, I I think that's a big piece with police officers, especially because they're afraid to get help. Um, so, you know, police officers, it's helped a lot, um, with them understanding not only their own mental health, but then they can be more, you know, understanding of the, the empathy around them. Um, one kid we had had a, fr- a cranial fracture. Um, he was supposed to be uh, on a, a ventilator forever kind of thing. He ended up getting off of that, had a horrible stutter, couldn't really um, complete a sentence, uh, walked with a limp, uh, treated him. And now he's a, an administrator at a security company. Um, so, you know, it's it it's like you see those deficits in the brain. It's almost like you see a hiccup in the brain. Academy can help that hiccup. It helps the brain to overcompensate for that. And then you you can see that, you know, really start to move forward. So it's, um, yeah, there, there's just a lot of good. I mean, there's there's been people who go through things. Um, you just would never, you know, wish on your worst enemy. But it's really neat to see them to be able to process those things and, and feel like champions of it instead of feeling like they were victims of it, you know. So, um, it, I always tell people like it, it, the first two things that people will feel is they'll feel more empowered and then they feel um, more laid back. And I think that's really what we need is almost like to get settled in ourselves because yeah. 
we're so finger pointing right now. Yeah. We talk yeah. about that a lot, like feeling empowered and how that can really like, once you feel that you can really learn more about yourself and the way you interact with the world around you. And, you know, so many of us project and internalize so much. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's huge. Do you have a question? I mean, she's covered everything for me and I'm like, I'm just like, how can I, <laughs> I want to do it. I do it. <laughs> I do have a question though, that like, we weren't even thinking about, you were talking about how it can help people with like a uh, borderline personality disorder. And uh-huh. I'm just curious because I, ca- I like histrionic disorder, like all of these, uh, sociopath, like, is this something that could possibly or narcissism help rewire their brains? Cause if so, I'm like, how are you not a million, like billionaire? Like, you need to like be putting this everywhere. <laughs> right. It's going to take, so, so you got to be careful with your histrionics and your narcissists and your psychopaths, um, or your sociopath, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. Um, because what, what they've learned, right. So I do think that it will help these people okay. eventually, but what you got to be careful with is you got to be careful with their, the way that they've learned to cope in life is that they take the vulnerabilities of the audience around them and then they are able to manipulate it to push them forward. Right. right. So that's a protective measure that they learned when they were younger, usually between the ages of five and seven, when their personality is developing, um, to cope that way. So I think if you eventually, if they understand, if they can teach those individuals how to be vulnerable and that it's okay to let this ego down and kind of let their little baby soul, you know, come to the surface. Um, and and it's not going to die per se with their ego, not protecting them. Then I think you can, I think it's going to be very difficult. Um, you, it wouldn't be somebody that you'd want to start with right now, but you know, even pediatrics, I mean, that was, that's, that'd be a beautiful piece, right? If, if you right. saw pediatrics starting to have some type of psychopathy, um, to start at a young age and put them in a treatment protocol that way, I think that would be amazing. Especially um, but, before it gets to yeah. like 20, 30 yeah. years in, like catch it yeah. while it's young. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Because the teens, teenagers are so plastic, right? They're, they're so easy to shape and they're just looking for something and they can't, they don't really know. Um, they don't have the path or the direction that they feel is right yet. So when you give them, you know, ketamine infusions, different things like that, you got them in there with a therapist who's helping them to understand their true sense of worth, their core values, different things like that. Um, then they really start moving in the right direction. So yeah, kids are, I mean, the teenagers are beautiful with this. They do a really, really good job. This is amazing. I'm so happy that you're here doing this work for so many people and you're, you know, helping so many. I love that you went down a path that you didn't know it was going to take you here. Uh, somebody asked me earlier on a meeting, they're like, where are you going to be in five years? And I was like, I, <laughs> four years ago, I wouldn't have guessed I'd have been here. So I'm not going to tell you that I know anything right now in five years. You're like, wherever it, life takes me, I, I guess. didn't think we would be doing this. No, but here we are. We. Yeah. Yeah. We here both are, are former business owners. So <laughs> very different <laughs> paths. Well, and it's cool to see women in the roles as well. You know, um, it's, uh, it's just, yeah, it's new. Right. And it's evolving and it's going to take all of us to help create change. Yeah. We're creating a, so for, yeah. So for people who are listening, how can they schedule a consult at one of your locations? Revitalist. So revitalist, uh, Louisville.com. Louisville.com has a lot of really good data on there, has a lot of videos, has a lot of good, um, you know, different pieces that way. But, uh, 
call their number um, on the Revitalist Louisville piece, and they can get you scheduled with a consult. We have awesome care uh, care team members that help people to um, understand um, exactly, you know, questions when they want to ask, right? So, and different things like that. So we just, we don't schedule people just out of the blue, not them understanding like what they're coming into. Right. We right. try to give a little bit of insight, but then again, we can give as much insight as we want to give and their brains are just, they're different. You know, they're all their brains are different. They're similar, but they're different. So um, I'll give you, so the number that they would call would be 502-771-8531. Okay. Where are, I'm just curious now, where are your other locations? Cause we do have listeners all so, over, but. Uh, we have four in Tennessee. Wow. Uh, we have Louisville, of course, uh, Raleigh, North Carolina, Bethesda, Maryland, which is right side out of uh, D.C., uh, Detroit, Michigan, and Jacksonville, Florida. Wow. You yep. are a boss. <laughs> Rock star. Ryan. Ryan. <laughs> Rock star. You yeah. answered so many of our questions. We are just so grateful that you did this interview with us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And we are Thank so you. excited to share this with our listeners. So, yeah, absolutely. And if they have any questions, I'm always, I'm always around. I always like to, you know, inform people and we've really got a lot of awesome people with us too. So, yeah. Yeah. And we're excited to spread the word. Awesome. So thank you so much. I'm so excited yeah, to have met you. Hey, <laughs> right. let me, let me know when you want part two, we'll hop on again. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. We'll make that happen. Thank you. Okay. All right, ladies. Thanks so much for your time. Holy shit. Holy freaking shit. (laughs) Do I say holy fucking shit? That's like, that's a lot. That's a big word. I know. But, uh, yeah, that just rocked my world. So much information that neither of us knew. (sighs) Like my mind just, and she was just like every, like every sentence we were just looking at each other like wow <laughs> wow so throughout this podcast you're just gonna hear me go wow yeah, yeah. wow <laughs> wow <laughs> <laughs> we should turn that into some a reel somehow like there's got to be a reel about that yeah for yep. sure yeah um so we hope you guys enjoyed that we hope you guys got some information out of that gained some clarity maybe had some questions answered and if not check them out online yes um yes they are uh their number is 502-324-7868 and again she stated that they do consults so they're much more informative during the consult you're not just going to go in and they're you know going to do it there's a there's a process and you're going to be very very informed throughout that process and if you want to check out their website it is revitalistlouisville.com so revitalist is r e v i t a l i s t louisville.com and they also are on instagram real quick I, I mean, there's so many of them. So like there's either Revitalist, um, it's just Revitalist, or there's Revitalist Louisville. And if you're in other parts of the world or US, um, they have, you know, Johnson City, uh, Chattanooga, uh, Detroit. I think she said Jacksonville. So yeah, uh, they'll pop up. 
yep. on Instagram. So we hope you guys check them out, give them a follow, give them a shout out, tell them where you found them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not that we're getting any like kickbacks or anything, <laughs> but like, <laughs> but it just, it's still cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's really cool. So, yeah. uh, we hope to get, we hope to see you guys on the other side, on the other side.